Welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week, we pick some topics, shows to discuss from whatever promotion we feel like discussing that week. Puro, American, Lucha, Brit Rest, Deathmatch, whatever. Not going to be too much American for a little bit, I don't think, but... <laughs> uh, I'm your host, TJ, better known as Aspir, and with me is my co-host and beautiful wife, Caitlin. Hi, everybody. <laughs> We're here to talk some uh, wrestling with you fine people. This week, we were originally going to talk more about American wrestling with uh, GCW's Philly show and the two ROH shows from last weekend. But since the world's kind of going to shit, those ROH shows didn't happen. But thankfully, uh, Japan's still putting some stuff out, so we have something to talk about. But for now, uh, how are you dealing with all this uh, coronavirus shit? I'm really bored now. I'm, like, it's actually pretty bad how, bad how bored I already am. Yeah, same. We've only been stuck in that apartment since, like, Thursday. This is recording on Tuesday, so... Yeah, we've only been here a few days, and she's already getting bored. All I want is Animal Crossing, then I don't give a shit what happens. I've been taking advantage of this to uh, watch some old wrestling and just catch up and shit in general, but trying to fix some of my uh, blind spots in my fandom, I guess. Watch some old uh, Noah, New Japan, All Japan, All Japan Women, whatever. I made a playlist of shit on YouTube that I want to watch while I'm working, so... That's helped me a lot, since we're going to be working from home for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I don't know how long it's going to be, but um, at this rate, it's probably going to definitely be in the next month. I don't know if it's going to go any further than that, but we'll see, I guess. If you're uh, stuck at home, too, I'd uh, join the uh, Super Cast Discord, which, uh, if you don't know, Super Cast is a New Japan-focused podcast. They've kind of been losing their minds lately because there's no New Japan, but um, I've been hanging out in there and streaming the playlist I mentioned. So if you're bored during this time, you can dip in there and see what I'm watching. Watch it with me while I work, but enough of all that nonsense. Let's start talking some shows. going to start off with the uh, GCW show from Philly that took place on the 12th. Some reason they went on with this show. I don't know. I, I get it. It's n- m- money, but... Anyway, uh, it's uh, GCW The World on GCW. Uh, the show started off with the promoter thanking everyone and promoting all the other promotions who've been forced to cancel shows because of the coronavirus. 
And then uh, after that, RSP kicked off the first match by saying he hoped all of the MDK motherfuckers in the crowd caught Corona to thin out the herd. So he's still doing the heel stuff, even with this. And he's still bomb ass heel at that. One of the best. Uh, something I wanted to mention about this match, too, is uh, the ring, announce- ring announcer dude that GCW does, especially in this area. He posted on Twitter talking about how he was going to be wearing a mask and gloves because of his vulnerable parents. Yeah, it's like it's good that he's being careful, but I don't know how much that's going to do. And then with him being in a big gathering like that, and then especially one of the death matches taking place. And then he went and smoked a blunt from that Ruckus gave him, so that kind of defeats the whole purpose of wearing a mask. I don't think that was the ring announcer. I was think I think that was the guy that was with Ruckus. Oh. That part. But I'm pretty I, positive it was the guy that came out with Ruckus. Oh, yeah, I think you're the one that told me that, because that, I didn't even see it, so. I sure did, because I was like, what the hell are you doing? But either way, uh, the match was just kind of there. I don't really have anything to say about it. The RSP's boys got involved at the end, and RSP picked up the win pretty easily. Sounds like RSP Bullet Club, kind of. They always get involved at the end. I didn't mind it too much in the uh, Nick Gage cage match. Or not Nick Gage cage match. <laughs> Nick Gage title match. I, I really like that match, but just for something like this, I'm like, it's, it's just whatever, and... Honestly, it was this is the same night all like most of the shit dropped, like the NBA shut down and all that on this day, and I was just like by the end of it I was just like looking at my news instead of actually <laughs> watching the show for some of it. Uh the second match was uh Adrian Quest versus Tony Deppin. The match barely got started before Tony hit a dive where he banged his head pretty bad and got a gash in his head. So the match got called off. I feel really bad for him because um he cared more about finishing the match and like the fans not being satisfied than worrying about himself, but he ended up getting stitches and I think a concussion too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I know he definitely had to get uh, stitches. I do think he said he had a concussion. So, I mean, I guess it is a good thing that they ended up postponing their uh, next events coming up because I think he was scheduled for them, or at least one of them. Yeah, I'm sure he was there, supposed to be there for Mania at least. I don't know about the, the uh, Ohio and Chicago shows, but... I know he was saying on Twitter how he'd never gotten stitches before, at least not in a long time, and was like asking all these questions, like, can he work out, and can he wear a baseball cap and shit. But um, third match on that show was uh, Matt Justice uh, defeating Effie. There was a lot of ass-slapping to start this one. Justice took a chair shot like he didn't, it didn't even fucking matter, and then, so Effie just started kissing him. Uh, Effie offered up his ass to get hit by a chair twice, and then they did it even a third time, but this time with uh, Effie's uh, trunks pulled down. Match pretty much turned into like a CTE special with them hitting door spots and chair spots on each other, and it honestly was a little cringy, but that's what you get in GCW. But uh, the match ended with uh, Justice setting Effie up on a table. Then he went to a balcony, went to the balcony to do a dive on him through the table for the pin. There were really a lot of dives from the balcony on the show. Now that you uh, bring that up, there honestly were. I think from like this point on. Almost everyone hit a spot from the balcony except for the one matches that we didn't see, but. Yeah, there's at least like three or four dives from the balcony, I'm pretty sure. But uh, the next match was uh, a six man scramble AJ Gray defeating Jimmy Lloyd, KTB, Pinky Sanchez, Saeed Al Sabah, and Steve Sanders. There's a lot of spitting to start this match at the beginning, and considering the times, I don't, I'm not sure I like that, but. Uh, AJ looked great, looked great in this match as he always does. Like he hit this uh, really awesome looking avalanche power bomb at one point off the turnbuckle. 
I would kill it for uh, him and KTB to have a singles match down the road because I-, I love both those guys and I think they could have a great match. But got a little bit of that in here. Uh, AJ hit this dive off the balcony. Speaking of dives off the balcony, and uh, San- Sanchez followed up, hit, followed him up with a coffin drop from the balcony, which looks sick. But to be honest, other than like their crazy spots and stuff, it was just your typical GCW scramble. But it was fun to watch anyway. I also loved AJ Gray in this match. He's a really good worker. Um, I think at one point too, he also I think he hit a moonsault off the top of the rope. You may not remember this, but I'm pretty sure he did. Wouldn't surprise me. I'm not sure. I like I don't remember it, so it, who knows? But oh, but I also want to mention the other highlight. Well, at least at the start of the match was probably Chris Dickinson's drunk commentary. Yeah, Dickinson was really good on commentary. For I, I don't even know who was on commentary this whole show. It was like him with AJ at some point, maybe? I don't know. I think Kevin Gill was on, too. Oh, yeah, KG's always on commentary, but I didn't know. They usually have a wrestler, and I, 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 obviously Chris Dickinson was there because he was on, you know, on the show. He just came out anyway. Uh, the next match was uh, 4-0-H. Uh, that's what I... Probably 4-4-0 or something. Oh, yeah, 4-4-0. I can't read. <laughs> It's like the one group, uh, 303. <laughs> mm, yeah, I think I guess it's because of their area code, because it's the like Ohio guys with the uh, RSP. But it's uh, Atticus, Coger, Eddie Only, and Gregory Iron versus Young, Dumb, and Broke, Charlie T- Tiger, Ellis, Taylor, and Griffin McCoy. This match was whatever. Like The crowd was chanting boring for a lot of it. and Not really sure I've heard a GCW chant boring at a match before. Gage came out to save this at the end, thankfully. Yeah, the match is pretty boring. Honestly, I don't I don't remember too many parts from it besides the crowd saying, yes, yeah, it's pretty boring. Uh, next match was uh, Nick Gage defeating Ovidian. They brawled to the outside, so I don't know what really happened out there. They did, someone did post uh, like a video of um, what they were doing on the outside. I think Gage hit like a suplex on Ovidian on like a guardrail. Which looked oh, nasty, shit. yeah. So, if you can find that on Twitter, I check that out. But once I got back in the ring, uh, Ophidian did this cool spot where he leaped to the nearby stage, then leaped back to hit some sort of like meteora on Gage on the apron. They both sat down in chairs and exchanged shots, which Gage ended up winning. But Ophidian went for something right after it. I'm not really sure what you could call it. Like it was, he tried to hit it, didn't work, so he just went to a submission instead. Gage even did a dive from the balcony. Or wait. <laughs> I can't even remember. Was it Gage or Ophidian that hit a dive off the balcony? Oh. I honestly stopped paying attention after that other match. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the match was fun. There's just nothing, like, go out of your way to see. Like, the fi- the finish was something that, like, Ophidian died, and then just Gage picked up the win. Like, I don't know. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> I was going to say, if you're really bored, it's not a bad watch. Like you said, it's still pretty fun. But honestly, it's nothing really to rave home about or anything. Like I said earlier, it's like we were watching this when everything was going to shit with the NBA and everyone closing. And it's like. You just wanted to go to sleep after all that shit, pretty much. And speaking of wanting to go to sleep, uh, next match was uh, Schlack defeating Jeff King. It happened. Doing death matches in this kind of environment kind of made me cringe a little bit. But just, yeah, I don't do Schlack, so. Agreed. I don't do slack. I have zero opinion on this. I don't think it was really that great anyway, but yeah, I 
do not care for Slack. We'll just leave it at that. I don't even think I paid attention to the match. I saw Slack come out, and I was like, all right, mm-hmm. time to look at Twitter, watch some news. I think that's the typical reaction whenever I um, see him come out. I'm just like, oh, well, time to get on my phone. Uh, the main event was Blake Christian defeating Joey Janela, but we didn't watch this because we ended up going to sleep, and then I just never just felt like going and watching it. So can't have any takes on that, but if you I mean we're all about to have a lot of time for ourselves, so if you want, you can check find this uh, find the show and check it out. It did have some cool stuff like the scramble at least. The uh, next match we want to talk about uh, is a uh, DDT Live Maji Manji Rojo wrestling in Saitama Superina on the 11th. This show aired on uh, Abima TV, so you'll have to find it somewhere, but it'll be up on DT Universe eventually. I'm not sure. They haven't said it like a, when it's going to be up on Universe, but it'll end up there eventually. Honestly, this show is just a blast. Like It was one of my favorite shows this year so far. <laughs> it was just absolute nonsense. Yeah, I was going to say, this is probably my favorite show so far. Um... I'm not sure what else will beat it, but it'll probably be another DDT show if any show beats it. I would have said Judgment has a chance to do that, but it's not even a big Judgment, so mm-hmm. it's just a Corkin. But uh, they're, they're, the real Saitama show they have coming up will probably beat this. But as far as this mat- the show goes, you kind of had a... There was a story throughout the whole uh, show. Like It started off with... Uh, let me start off this match. Uh, it was all out. Konosuke Takashita, Yuki Ino, and Mao defeating Don Shokudino, Keigo Nakamura, and Super Su- Super Sasadango Machine in six minutes. Dino started humping Mao with a traffic cone because they were like in like a little uh, load up loading bay, I think. Mm-hmm. So there were there were a bunch of them doing stuff with traffic cones because like Mao reversed that uh, and started doing the same thing to Dino, who had already had his trunks pulled down at that point. He was really trying to shove that. Uh, Traffic cone up Dino's ass. Eno ran the ropes, quote unquote, as in he ran all the way across to the area to each wall, and then he still missed his um, elbow slam anyway. And that looked like a hurt, like landing elbow first on like it was concrete. I was gonna say, there's no way you can fake that, so I know that was hurting a little bit afterwards. <laughs> yeah, some of the bumps they take on these uh, Rojo shows are fucking nuts. Like, it's amazing. Like, they, they only do them once every now and then, so that's probably. Like, good, but it's like, I wouldn't want to wrestle again after this, but this was, like, the last show before the uh, one on February, right? Or not February, Friday. <laughs> um, yeah, from what I can remember, yeah, this was the last one before uh, Friday show. Well, they at least got their bodies a little bit of rest. But, um, uh, back to the match, um, Takashita slammed Nakamura ass first into a cone. <laughs> Dino started kissing everyone, only for Eno to respond by kissing everyone, too. He put Nakamura in, like, a torture rack? Is that what that's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tor- okay. I was watching, I was, like, trying to take notes, and I was like, what the... I, I'm really bad at moves. I wrote Backbreaker, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> so, but anyway, he had him in a torture rack and was going at that, and then he kissed him while he was still in the torture rack, and then finally Nakamura tapped out. And then right after that match, Mal fucking ran over Takagi with a car. <laughs> Mal will get... will take any chance to run over Takagi or end up trying to kill him any chance he can. Like, Mao and Takagi is just the feud that's never going to end. You even get more of it later in the show. But, uh, after, uh, running him over with a car, him and, like, Tatsudango and Dino and all them 
kidnapped Takagi, and then you were left with Takashita being like, what the fuck? I guess we gotta find the president. <laughs> but that's pretty much the theme of this first portion of the show, is they kidnapped Takagi, and now Takashita has to go and try and find him. So you're, we're just following along with him and like this announcer guy, little host kind of thing. Them just going through, trying to find him, running into other people. And the first people they ran into were Makoto Oishi, Naomi Yoshimura, and Sayoriano. But as soon as they run into them, out comes Eruption. Just, there's not a faction more badass than them, really. Eruption is the most badass group. Which, uh, once they came out, this led into the uh, next match was Eruption, Kazuta Higuchi, Saki Akai, and Yukio Sakaguchi defeating Makoto Oishi, Naomi Yoshimura, and Sayuriano in about five minutes. That was really five minutes? Was it? Apparently. I feel like all of these went a little longer than um what's stated, but maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the first match was six minutes, and that felt longer than that. Mm. Once they got into the match, uh, they uh, Eruption came out, but then they immediately started getting like strangled by like cables or something. Sayori... Uh, Slammed a uh, locker door in Asaki's head, and then started. They, they started dueling with stools, like. And then right after they were doing that, Higuchi and uh, Naomi were trying to hit each other with tables. Uh, Sayori put Saki in a submission while uh, she and Sakaguchi were held in place by a table, which was just a funny spot. Uh, somehow Higuchi got like stuck inside one of the tables, or not stuck, but he like got back into it, and then I think like Sayori tried to run into him, and he just blocked it with a table. I don't. I don't even know. Sakaguchi took Oishi into the bathroom and started, like, waterboarding him. <laughs> and then the finish came with uh, Oishi trying to hit Higuchi with a trash can, but he just no-sold it each time until Sakaguchi took the trash can out of Oishi's hands, put it over Oishi's head, and then him and Saki just kicked the shit out of the can. Then uh, Higuchi got uh, Oishi in a submission, and he tapped out for the win. Ano got pissed off and just threw Oishi into the trash. <laughs> that part was freaking great. <laughs> Um, no, but this match overall was really fun. Besides, you know, the whole show being fun. But definitely Higuchi was a big highlight for me. Especially when Oishi was hitting him with the trash can. Yeah, Higuchi's always been great, but he's been like a, even more of a standout lately since he joined Eruption. And now we uh, follow Takashita around a little more, and he ends up going into a room where uh, Damnation is playing Strip John Ken. And Endo had just taken off his shorts because he lost, or his uh, trunks. Once uh, they kind of confront Takashita, here comes All Out to back up Takashita, and they start brawling with uh, Damnation. The match ends up being uh, Daisuke Sasaki, Soma Takao, and Tetsuya Endo defeating Akito, Mizuki Watase, and Royce Chambers in about 11 minutes. Akito immediately took the naked Endo, or half-naked Endo, into the bathroom, and we won't see them for a little bit. Sasaki grabbed some uh, hangers and started using them as weapons. Endo was finally able to get some underwear on while uh, the other while the other guys were like doing their stuff with uh, Royce. Royce looked really good in this match. He was like just jumping off shit and just being a flippy boy. It was just fun stuff to watch. But once uh, Endo came back, uh, Soma and Sasaki grabbed Watase and took him into the ladies' bathroom and gave him a fucking swirly. That was so funny. I felt so bad for Watase. I was like, can't y'all leave him alone? 
uh, speaking of Royce, uh, they were brawling into like this like kind of warehouse area, and Royce like did a back fl- back uh, backflip off a pile of like pallets, but once he landed, he got hit in the head with a chair by Sasaki. But uh, then uh, Watase made his triumphant return with uh, a plunger and a toilet cleaner. <laughs> he started attacking uh, Damnation with the toilet bowl and the cleaner, but Sasaki stole the cleaner and then shoved it in Watase's mouth. And I forget how this ended. I know obviously Damnation wins, but. Also, I remember him. He used the plunger on Soma. Like he put it on his stomach and started like plunging him. Oh, that just reminded me. Or that, that didn't remind me, but I did remember. <laughs> I remember how this finished. Um, Sasaki set up a table, like, setting up against the pallets, and then Damnation hit, like, a shield powerbomb on uh, Watase for the win. That's right, yeah. But uh, it turned out that uh, Damnation was uh, paid off to uh, not tell Takashita where uh, Dino Gun had taken Takagi, but they're cheap, and they'll take money from anyone, so all Takashita had to do was pay him off, and he found out they were going to be on the roof. So uh, Takashita and all of out, all out went up to the roof to uh, confront uh, Dino Gun, and it ended up being like a three on however many people handicap match with uh, all out Akito Takashita and Royce Chambers defeating Gota Ihashi, Makoto Oishi, Munenorisawa, Pokathon, Shota, Super Sasadango Machine, Tamerlin. I don't, I don't even know who that is. Uh, Yumahito Imanari in uh, seven minutes. Too many people. Yeah, it was a fucking mess, but again, Royce continued to impress with like he was still jumping off shit. Like yeah. I think I I think he looked more impressive in this match or this entire show than he has like in general, but mm-hmm. it doesn't help. He's only been working these new people shows, but so far he's both looking impressive and I think he's been good at the comedy so far. The uh match ended when uh they started a whole long uh submission train going Throughout, like everyone was in it, and like leg locks, but it got reversed. I think I forget who flipped it. Someone flipped it. Uh, at this point, I don't remember who. <laughs> Someone did it. Damn it! Yeah, there was so many people in this match. It was just hard to keep track of everything. But in the end, uh, they were able to t- pick up the win. But then uh, Takashita went to go rescue Takagi and was hugging him and shit. And it took him like well, like a couple minutes to realize it wasn't actually Takagi. It was a doll. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and then he just kind of looked at it like. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then after that, we got one of the top 10 anime betrayals of all time. The announcer guy that had been following Takashita around this entire time betrayed Takashita and joined uh, Dino Gun. But then uh, out came Naya, Ino, and Joker Shunma making his return again. Uh... I love it so bad. He had like the Lego bat that he had during that one. What match was he Joker left? Oh, fuck. I don't remember. <laughs> it's, uh... Was that an Ultimate Party? Maybe? That might have been the uh, hardcore uh, tag match that Soma and Daisuke won. I think I might be right. I don't remember for sure. I don't remember who his partner was, but... was it? No, it wasn't Watase. Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, we got the return of uh, Joker Shunma. Later, they posted a picture of all four of these guys. Uh, Takashita... Ino, Shunma, and uh, Naya calling themselves the DT Avengers or something like that. Yeah, that's what they were saying. But before we could get the end of the story, we had to be interrupted by uh, a DT Extreme title match. Blindfold, hidden, broad death match between uh, Shinya Aoki and Harashima. 
with uh, Shinyaeki picking up the win and uh, becoming the new DDT Extreme Champion. Man, uh, Harshima loves doing these brawl matches. <laughs> like, what was the last one? Uh, Honda, I think? I think so. I think it was the one where it was like a bull rope panty match with like a, it was like a tiger tied to the rope or something, like a little tiger plush. But anyway, this match was just fucking fun to watch. It was so, like, they tried and failed multiple times trying to find each other. Aoki was able to find one of the rookies and just started kicking him and shit until he finally him, the rookie, and uh, Naomi tried to uh, guide Harashima and uh, Aoki to each other. But. They almost locked up at one point, and they still fucking, like, missed. It's just... I don't know. It was just fun. It was, like, one of my favorite matches this year. It was just pure stupid fun. Like, overall, I, I just had a lot of fun with them. Um, I like both of these guys, so... If you really like the comedy shtick, this will definitely be up your alley. You know, like, a- uh, Aoki's fit so well in DDT mm-hmm. since he came here. Like, he's obviously, he's great at the, like, the regular wrestling because he's a shoot wrestler or at shoot MMA guy, but whatever, but <laughs> he's even great at the comedy. Like I remember, uh, I don't know if it was judgment or Peter Pan where you had that match with the uh, Dino. That was... Peter Pan. I know that. <laughs> yeah. That match was, that match was hilarious. <laughs> but like the MMA kind of style one. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. It was like uh different falls, I think. And it ended up with Dino and Aoki dancing to, like, Frozen music. That was Peter Pan. I love that fucking show, and I love that match. But then he even has, like, great, just regular wrestling matches, like the one with Takashita from, uh, I think it was Dio, of 2018 or 2019. But, either way, I love Aoki. I'm happy he has the belt. I'm gonna be interested to see what kind of defenses he has. Like, will they be more serious, or will they be more comedy, since this title kind of, the style of match that you have really depends on who's champion. But finally, we get to the uh, conclusion of this epic tale they've been telling between this uh, between this show, with which ended with a uh, eight man tag team current blast death match, all out Konosuke Takashida, Shunma Katsumata, and Yuki Ino, and Yuki Yonaya defeating Atsushi Onita, Chris Brooks, Don Chocodino, and Mao in ten minutes. That was ten minutes. Holy shit! That was ten minutes. Unless Cage Match is lying to me, which it, who knows with Cage Match sometimes, but geez, that was. They might not be, but it just didn't feel like it was 10 minutes. Like, this match was just nuts. Like, I, Naya got absolutely fucked during this match. I felt so bad for him. Like, he was just getting beat on and beat on. He was bleeding at one point. Uh, Dino Gun, like, later in the middle of the match, uh, Dino Gun betrayed the announcer guy, and they ran his face into Dino's ass repeatedly. Takagi was finally able to escape. He was when they arrived. I did mention he was like tied up in like a bondage, like bondage ropes against a chair. But he was able to escape, and uh, he tried to hit Mao with the uh, explosion deathmatch bat, but instead Mao hit the bat with the chair and just exploded immediately. Like it was, these two are just fucking idiots. Pretty much, that's the gist of it. They're just fucking idiots. Mao hit a pile driver on uh, Shunma through some chairs, and then later uh, Shunma basically jumped right in front of the bat to save Takashita from getting hit by by Dino. Uh, Dino got up on an elevated perch with his trunks down so that his team could run guys into his ass, but it backfired when Onita tried to hit Takashita with the bat, but he dodged, which led to Dino getting his ass blasted with the bat, <laughs> and then Takashita was able to roll him over to get the win. Just, uh, I love this match. It was so fun to watch. <laughs> It really was. Um, Shuma also took a couple brutal hits every now and then, too. 
Yeah, say when he's the Joker Shunma, you can't stop him from taking the beatings. He lives in a society. Oh, shut up. But a match to definitely go out of your way to see, or a show, I mean, a show to go out of your way to see once you can. It's up places, find it, but if not, wait till it's on Universe and give Takaga your money. I'll probably rewatch it again once it's on Universe, to be honest. It was that fun of a show. And then for the next show, another great show, another one of my favorite shows so far this year, personally, the uh, Zero One 19th anniversary show from, uh, I think it was Corkin, yeah, it was Corkin, from uh, March 1st. Whole show was just a fun show from top to bottom with some just really, really, really good matches. And then the semi-main and main events were match of the year contenders, in my opinion, and just some of the best matches so far this year. The first match was uh, Yuko Miyamoto defeating Shoki Kitamura in 10 minutes. It was a hard-fought bout from Kitamura. He did his best to hang in there with uh, Miyamoto, but the vet was just too much for him. Miyamoto worked a lot harder than many vets would in this kind of position, opening match, facing a young wrestler, but Miyamoto tends to give guys as much as he can during their matches, and for 10 minutes, he beat the shit out of this this young guy, and Kitamura tried, but no dice. Do you have anything? I'll just add, honestly, I'm not too familiar with Zero One currently. Um, I typically don't... <laughs> I typically haven't watched too much of their stuff, so I'm not going to be quite as informed as he probably will be, but I'm going to try. But I did enjoy this match. Like you said, uh, <laughs> God beat the shit out of the young kid. <laughs> this was your uh, first Zero One show, wasn't it? Or close to it? I think... It was either, like, the actual first show. I think I've seen matches from it, but never, like, a full show, maybe. Something like that. I know you've seen Yuka Miyamoto since we watched, like, death matches and shit, and he's, uh... Hey. Stuff like that, and we'll, I think he's in a... He's, oh, yeah, he's in a match later, we'll talk about, too. Like, honestly, Yuka Miyamoto's been having a great year so far. Especially, uh... His, uh... Zero, not Zero One. His, uh, Freedom's, uh, deathmatch title match with, uh, Toro Sugiura. That was a really great match, but... Him in general, I, he's a, I'm a real big fan of him. And then uh, Shoki Kitamura, I haven't seen a whole lot of him, but seems like a promising young guy. The uh, next match was an eight-man tag team match. Chris Weiss, Raicho, Taru, and Yoshi's, Yoshikazu Yokoyama defeating Hide Kubota, Ikuta Hidaka, Takuya Sugawara, and Yasu Kubota, 10.56. Was this really 10 minutes? It was cut, I think. Like, it was, like, uh, clipped. Oh, okay, that's why. I was like, wait a minute. I know I didn't watch that for ten whole fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure when they... I think everything was pretty much clipped until the, um... Like, the semi... Like, yeah, the semi-main was clipped a little bit. Okay. Like, a couple minutes off it. The main event was in full. And I think the, uh, tag right before the semi-main was in full, or at least close to it. But, yeah, this, uh, Voodoo Murders match, I don't have a lot to say. I guess they apparently paid off the ref... But then I was listening to another podcast, and I was like, apparently that's not the ref. Apparently that's the new GM. Huh? Yeah. Okay, now I'm more confused. You know what, whatever. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I think Zero One's got some new owners or something, and apparently uh, as part of that, they introduced a new GM, and the guy that ended up coming out after the like the original ref got taken out by uh, Baby Powder or something. I don't remember, but... He got taken out, and then this guy came out acting as the ref, and apparently it's the GM, and then he joined Voodoo Murders, so... Not only do you have Voodoo Murders, now you have a heel GM in Zero One, so... 
as another podcast, uh, Russell Mock, I forget, I don't know if it was John or Thomas that said it, but if you're going to miss out on all the uh, heel uh, GM stuff from Dodai and Re- American Wrestling, well, you got it in zero one now. God. <laughs> uh, the next match was uh, Shuji Kondo defeating Sugi in 10-22. If you know these two, it's basically what you'd expect in a 10-minute match. Like, Shuji Kondo is one of my favorite junior heavyweights going right now, and hell, one of my favorite wrestlers, period. And Sugi's a really impressive junior himself. Very solid match, but nothing that's must-see. Like, I well, won't say it's must-see, but it was still fun anyway. Like, I really enjoyed it. I was going to say, I think it's one of the more solid matches from the show, so I definitely agree where you're coming from. I know Sugi's had some stuff this year that I've enjoyed, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. And like I said, Shuji Kondo is one of my favorite guys going right now and really interested to see where he ends up once Russell One dies. I mean, it's basically is dead, but I would have talked about, uh, speaking of uh, Russell One, originally <laughs> yeah, they just had a show, their f- final big show at uh, Oda Ward on the 15th. We ain't going to see it, I guess. I, there was a camera there, so it might, I'm sure we'll see highlights on Russell One TV on Friday. And I'd love to see them just put it up on YouTube or something. We'll see. But Gaora didn't want to air it, which I kind of understand where they're coming from since they're kind of not a major network, but they show a lot of sports and a lot of people watch it, unlike Samurai TV. So they probably didn't want to be seen breaking the government's hold on stuff. What happened? Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, sorry. We're... Apparently, uh, Kevin Durant just tested positive for the coronavirus, so... I don't know. No! What the fuck? I say hopefully he can take care of himself, though. I'm not trying to wish any bad stuff on anybody, but it's just, like... It's it's crazy how many people are getting... Like, Idris Elba just got it. Yeah, Idris Elba, obviously, you know, Tom Hanks, his wife. Yes, everyone, I hope you uh, stay safe out there if you're in the U.S. or in the Europe. Mm-hmm. Seems like Japan and China and Asia in general are kind of... Returning to returning to normalcy soon, but not here. <laughs> I'll say we got the worst of it, but anyway, back to wrestling, so I can stop thinking about this shit. <laughs> uh, the next match was uh, Toa Iwasaki and Sugitaka Sato defeating Shinjiro Atani and Tatsuhito Takaiwa in fifteen fifty one. Match felt like it was essentially just Iwasaki getting his ass kicked by Otani and Takaiwa, which. I love, cause I love watching matches with old men just beating down youngsters. It's like some of the best wrestling to watch. Not that some of the best, but it's always a fun match watch anyway. In the end, uh, he was able to prove his toughness and picked up the win. Sort of a fluke win, so whenever he does actually get like a legit win on... I think he pinned Kaiwa if I'm remembering right. It'll be a big deal. Then uh, after the match ended, uh, Kitamura came out from the earlier... And announced he and I- I- Iwasaki and Sato would become a trio called New Spirits. Interested to see where uh, this I- Iwasaki push they've been doing goes, but I assume he'll be one of the upcoming challengers for Kohei Sato, who wins this main event. You have any uh, thoughts on Iwasaki or in this match in general? Not really. <laughs> I know Nothing I- bad, obviously, but yeah. I know I told you about. Uh, how people always say, like, not always, but lately say Iwasaki's kind of going for an Okada look. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see it. I definitely saw it. The trunks were definitely Okada-esque, we'll go with. And uh, 
Tsuka Takasato was originally a Wrestle 1 guy. He uh, left last March at the same time as Ikem ended, pretty much. I'm happy he found a good landing spot for him, because I think he fits in really well with Zero One. He can do some good stuff here. Like, it's still like a little mi- like a minor league promotion, and I know he wanted to go elsewhere, but I still think this is a good landing spot for him. He fits really well. A lot better than he did in Wrestle 1, in my opinion. Then the uh, semi-main with a tag team match, Daisuke Sakamoto and Yuji Okobayashi versus Masada Tanaka and Takashi Sagira, which ended in a time limit draw in 30 minutes. What's with Japan popping out these incredible 30-minute draws lately? <laughs> like, it's a shame we didn't get to see the whole match, but even with seeing, even with missing a few minutes, I'm still prepared to call this a match of the year contender. Like, these four men are all incredible, and Masada Tanaka is on pace to be being a runaway rest of the year contender. Like, he's my rest of the year right now. Like, dude's up on an absolute roll, and this match is no different. The pace these men were able to go for the entire 30 minutes is just outstanding. If you like beefy dudes hitting the absolute hell out of each other, this match is really for you. Like, man, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better tag team match so far this year. And it's not the best 30-minute draw this year, but it's obviously up there. Like, I still think uh, Suzuki and Nakajima is my favorite 30-minute draw this year. Then probably this, and then the... Uh, it's Orisa Nakajima and Yoshiko from Seedling not too long ago. That was a really good match. I don't know. I don't think I've had you watch that yet. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say this definitely was a match of the year contender. It was definitely by far my favorite tag match of the year. Because a lot of times with tag matches, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, there's some good stuff here and there. But um, yeah, this is definitely something you want to go out of your way to watch. Yeah, it's weird right now as far as tag team wrestling, especially in Japan. It's, well, one, Japan's been not having any, like, any of the matches, really, but the usual um, usual guys who would be putting out great matches like Strong BJ and Axes and stuff like that. And I don't know about Dragon Gate, how many guys have been putting out. And then New Japan, you're you're never going to find that great uh, no, don't tag bother. wrestling. They did have uh, the... Tag match at Dash. It was like Ishii and Goto versus Shingo and Evil. Yeah. You got Shingo in it, first of all. There you go. Well, I mean, Ishii, so. I mean all, all the guys yeah, in that I were great. But, were but it's like really the only uh, tag team match Axis has had is against uh, Marufuji and uh, Mujizuki, which where they lost the titles. And now goes the champ. And they're, we're not going to see much Axis until uh, well, Global Tag League is about to start. So we'll finally see some of that. So. Hopefully we'll get in some more uh, tag wrestling because right now majority of my uh, list of recommended matches is like basically all singles matches. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way here. I pretty much just have singles matches up and down the board. And one of those uh, matches on my list is the Zero One World Heavyweight Title match between Kohei Sato and Yuji Hino. Sato pinned uh, Hino in 1919 to win the Zero One title for the sixth time. I want to say. Hino is uh, such an amazing wrestler. I try and watch anything from him that makes tape, which isn't a whole lot, really. Depends on what he's doing, what he's doing, like if he's in a tournament or what have you. But doesn't make tape a whole lot. Like he's one of the uh, toughest and most badass wrestlers going right now. And Kohei Sato ain't much of a slouch in that department either. The match was just strong, hard hitting action. Both men just striking the hell out of each other, daring the other one to stand back up for more. But now they're giving in as their chest just began to turn red. Like, honestly, their, rest, their uh, chest probably should have been more red than they actually ended up being. Near the end, they uh, started bashing heads and, you know, uh, started bleeding from the forehead. 
which just took this shit to a whole other level, especially with them continuing to do these the nasty headbutts even after uh, Hino was bleeding. So he ended up with blood on uh, Sato's forehead too. Hino put his hands behind his uh, back to uh, like try and get uh, he, uh, Sato to slap him again, but instead uh, Sato uh, grabbed him, put him in a suplex, and was able to put him away and win the title back. And just awesome match, one of my favorite matches so far this year. I think I might have put it in my top 10, but on, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Yeah, this match is really, really, really good stuff. Um, I love anything that's hard-hitting, and that's what you got from this. Uh, I'd have to agree. It's definitely one of my favorites of the year. I have to go through and even like try and compile a list of top 10, because honestly, it's probably just a mess. But I'm sure you know it would be in my top 10 anyway. <laughs> So, assuming this was your first zero one show, if we can't pretend it was, since we don't know, <laughs> what do you think of zero one? Um, overall, I liked it. Um, I definitely thought the semi main and the main event um were really were really 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 good matches. If you're just now starting out to watch this, um, obviously there was some other lower card stuff that was good too. Uh, what was the group called? From earlier, see, I'm terrible with names. The heel group, yeah. Uh, Voodoo Murders. Yeah, I already know I don't like them, so there's that. <laughs> they've been, they've never, done, they've been around forever in all Japan. Zero ones, like Voodoo Murders, are will never die. Why? Oh wait, who was the guy that came out after um this match? Oh, um, I can't remember. I think uh, Sato was in there celebrating, and then Voodoo Murders came out, and uh, the heel GM decided, I think it was Chris Weiss would be the uh, next challenger for Sato, but they were all attacking Sato, and then I think uh, it's his ex-WWE guy came out to make the save. I forget what his name is. I don't know who that was! Well, it was like, he he wasn't even like an actual wrestler for WWE, he was just like backstage, he was like a producer or something, it was like... Oh fuck! I can't. I can't remember what his name is. It doesn't matter. But apparently, the, the, he used to be in Zero One, and the crowd remembered him, so that's important. They popped for him when he came out. So, let's see what goes on with that. But in general, I think Zero One's been having a really good year so far, especially um this show. And then I think it was January that a Corkin with um I think it was Hino defending against Okabayashi, if I'm remembering right. Whatever that title match Hino had, I I definitely put that on my uh sheet. So. Honestly, just check out Zero One. It's been a fun year so far for them. One of the few promotions that's continuing to run, I guess. They don't, they don't run too many shows, so it's not surprising. Mm-hmm. And the uh, next show, we're going to talk about, we're going to start talking about some Big Japan. The uh, first show, I didn't have her watch this one. It was just me watching it. It was the uh, Big Japan Shinkiba Deathmatch Challenge from February 27th, which aired on uh, Nico Pro. It's off now, so you'll have to find it elsewhere. But I really love this show. It was a fun match, especially like the final four matches. Uh, the first match was a dark match, even though it wasn't really a dark match because we saw it anyway. Kazuki Hashimoto and Yuya Aoki defeating Akira Hyoto and Masaki Morahiro in seven minutes. Not a whole lot to say about this. I mean, it was a dark match, so they don't really. It was just there, I guess, to get the young boy something to do. The next match was uh, Kota Sekifuda and Yasufumi Nakanoi defeating Kosuke Sato and Takuya Nomura in nine and a half minutes. 
Can't say enough good things about Takuya Nomura. Kota Sakafuda is really good, too, but in Big Japan, if you're in the undercard guy, you ain't really going to do anything ever, so can't really get too excited about him, I guess. The uh, next match was uh, Daisuke Sakamoto and Kazumi Kikuda and Ryuchi Kawakami defeating Daichi Hashimoto, Hideyoshi Kamitani, and Orka Udo in 14-20. I, I, don't, I don't really have anything to say about this match. It was fun. It was fine. But nothing really crazy about it. But the next match I do want to talk about a little bit was a weapons bringing death match. So basically bring your own weapons. Abdullah Kobayashi and Asami Kodaka and Kankuro Hoshino defeated Masia Takanashi or Masia Takahashi, Ryuji Ito and Toshiyuki Sakuda in 8:52. This match was just wild. Sakuda hit the senton off the top rope while Kodaka was hanging across the uh, top turnbuckle. Uh, Sakuda introduced a paper shredder of all things as a weapon. So him and Abby were trying to like stick each other's fingers in it until Abby was able or until Abby bit Sakuda's arm to stop him from doing it and then just slammed Sakuda's hand right onto the paper shredder. This is I never thought I'd see a paper shredder in a death match as a weapon, but it worked out. But uh then uh, Abby and Ito grabbed a pitchfork and a kendo stick respectively and just started like dueling each other with that and then Kodaka hit a fucking Bumae. He even did the yellow spot that Shinsuke does. It's this incredible fun match, especially the finish with uh, Takanashi getting rolled up by Hoshino. Uh, worth checking out if you like death matches. The next match, one of my favorite mat- matches uh, on this show, probably is my favorite match, maybe the main event, but it was a four board death match between Yuko Miyamoto defeating uh, Drew Parker in 1139. As the name suggests, there were four boards on each corner, which had shit to hurt you attached to them. One had gusset boards, one had barbed wire, one had cans. I forgot what the other one had. Uh, the match started with them just trying to throw each other into the boards before they just gave up and started doing some uh, mat wrestling. Miyamoto reversed spinning Rana into a tombstone pile driver, which looked really good. He tried to suplex Drew into the barbed wire board, but instead Drew ended up doing it to him. Then Drew wrapped barbed wire around uh, Miyamoto's head which is a spot Miyamoto usually does. But then he also wrapped a barbed wire around Miyamoto's waist and did a double stomp on his back, which looks sick. Miyamoto uh, ripped a can off the board and started cutting Drew's forehead with it, and they did the same thing with a gusset board. Uh, then he returned the favor and wrapped barbed wire around Drew's head too. I don't know why Drew doesn't cut his hair, because he always ends up doing that spot with the uh, barbed wire. Like yeah. He always gets barbed wire stuck in his head, or in his hair. He just needs to either cut his hair or pull it up somehow because it always, always, always happens. Uh, Parker uh, slammed Miyamoto through a board of light tubes, which uh, Miyamoto had set up on chairs in an attempt to uh, do a suplex on Drew from the top rope into them. Drew drop kicked Miyamoto into the board of a uh, gusset that was covered in gusset boards. He tried to roll up. He tried to roll up attempts in the third pin attempt after a knee. Around this portion, they were just kind of like just doing false finishes and shit. Miyamoto, Miyamoto hit a double knees and went for the roll-up finish. And then he fucking uh, dropped Drew right on his head. Was, and Drew still kicked out of that. But finally, the finish came after Miyamoto hit Drew with a moonsault while the board of cans was laying over top of him. And like I said, I fucking love this match. It was great deathmatch wrestling. 
Uh, the next match was Yuji Okabayashi defeating Takuho, Takuho Kato in 11:30. Really good match. It was nice seeing uh, Kato get a little bit of time with a more veteran wrestler. Like he's a great uh, up and coming wrestler, so definitely something to check out. And then the main event of the show was a uh, fluorescent light tubes death match. Takashi Sasaki defeating Yuki Ishikawa in 13:40. Didn't really take a lot of notes on this one, but it was definitely just a really good to great death match. There was this awesome uh, spot where Ishikawa threw a bundle of light tubes to, to Sasaki, then drop kicked the light tubes off the top middle rope. Sasaki slammed Ishikawa through this nasty pile of chairs and light tubes off the top rope. And but the problem, only problem really with the match was the finish was kind of bosh. Sasaki had placed a bundle of light tubes next to Ishikawa, and he was supposed to kick them and then pin them afterwards. But Ishikawa kind of limped to the side a bit, and Sasaki ended up only breaking one tube. Maybe it was on purpose. I don't really know. Maybe it was just. Ishikawa selling, but it was a little bit of a clunky finish. But in the end, Saki redid the move and just pinned him after that. And if you can find the show somewhere, definitely go out your way to check it out. And then finally, the last match I want to talk about is uh, the uh, Big Japan Iki Telson 2020 Strong Climb show from the third. We were going to talk about the uh, 16th too, but we just didn't get the time to it. So we'll probably talk about that next week depending on what else we decide to talk about. but uh, The first match was a fluorescent light tubes death match. Abdullah Kabayashi, Drew Parker, Kankuro Hoshino, and Yuko Miyamoto defeating Masaya Takashi, Ryuji Ito, Toshiyuki Sakuda, and Yuki Ishikawa in 8 minutes. Short match, it was a clip to hell, so what's really to say about it? Yeah, I was going to say, not much to say since, you know, you saw one part, another part, and it was pretty much done. Yeah, the next match was clip two, like, these matches are about like eight minutes, seven minutes, but to just to air them, it was like nine minutes. So there's nothing really you can say about these matches. I, th- I think they were just trying to save time for the uh, strong climb matches. Mm-hmm. But the next match was uh, Akira Hyoda, Yasufumi Nakanoe, and Yuya Aoki defeating Orka Udo, Takaho Kato, and Takuya Nomura in seven minutes. Like I said, another clip match. Uh, next match was uh, Ikitosen Strong Climb 2020 Block B match. Quiet Storm defeating Hideyoshi Kamitani to get his first two points in about nine minutes. But it was a bit of a nothing match for me, unfortunately. Like, it only went nine minutes, and I was tired of it pretty quickly. I was just waiting for it to end. Like, I'm, I won't say I'm a fan of Quiet Storm, but I think he's good. And so it's Kamatani. And just, I don't know. These two just didn't mesh well today. Yeah, I was going to say I didn't really get much out of this. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, next match was a strong climb block match from A block. Ryuchi Kawakami defeating T-Hawk in about 12.54 to earn his first two points. Really, really good match between these two. Obviously upset because I'm a T-Hawk mark and he lost. But the match was really good stuff, especially the uh, final stretch. I love that. It was definitely a match to go out of your way to see if you have time. Yeah, this was really good to me too. Like he said, I really enjoy T-Hawk. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. So that happened, I guess. <laughs> But um, also, again, like he said, the final stretch was really, really, really good stuff. Really good match. I forgot who's on each block. I probably should have looked this up beforehand, but I'm going to be interested to see um, <laughs> who T-Hawk can get a pin on. I know a lot of people were like laughing at the fact that T-Hawk lost at this guy, but uh, the next match was another strong climb match from the C block. Probably one of my favorite matches of the this show. I wouldn't say it's probably the best one, but it's definitely one of my favorites. It's just, it was just a fun, beefy match with 
because when Hama's on, he's on, and the finish was just awesome with Hino hitting a fucking bomb on Hama from the top rope, because uh, Hama was going for the reverse splash while Hino was laying down, but Hino just got up and got in position and just picked him up and hit that <laughs> fucking bomb, and one, two, yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's not obviously going to be the most technical, greatest match ever, but it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, I I have seen Hama a couple of times. I don't know if it was just from that or what, but whatever. But from what I have seen, I've definitely uh, got a good laugh out of it. I can't remember if I showed you the uh, Sekimoto Hama match from last year. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. But uh, either way, with this match, it was just funny because they were doing the running the ropes and trying to slam each other down. And Hama was just like, bitch, I did fucking sumo. You're not going to knock me down. <laughs> this is a fun, fun, sh- fun match. Uh, the next match was a D-block match. Kazumi Kikuda defeating Jake Lee for his first two points in 941. Good enough match, but it wasn't really exciting me either way. Like, I think both guys look good, but I'm also willing to call myself a Jake Lee fan, unlike most people on Pro Tender lately. I still think he could be the guy to beat Kento eventually. But I'm excited to see more from him in this tournament, see what he can do with... Uh, I, forget, I, don't think, I don't think his block's very good. I can't remember, <laughs> to be honest. I have to be honest. I think I was actually um, doing some work when this came on, so I missed a good portion of it. <laughs> But from what I saw, it wasn't too bad. Uh, next block, or next match, was an A-block match with Daichi Hashimoto defeating Yoshiki Imamura in 14:51. I really enjoyed this one a lot. Like, I'm kind of indifferent on, tai- or on Daichi. I don't hate him like others do, and don't love him like a few people do. He just kind of has can have some good matches, can have some really bad matches. He's, he's versatile in that way, I guess you could say. <laughs> But uh, I love Imamura, though. Like, he's fucking awesome. And he took his match to a whole nother level. Like, him just beating down Daichi. Daichi's selling is really excellent. And just him having some guy to work off of, like Imamura, who could just beat him up and even sell for him. Because Imamura's selling was great, too. It's like they were both really good at selling. And just, I don't know. Just, I really enjoyed this match. And see what you what you got to say. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I actually really, really like this one. Um, Like you said, the selling was really on point in this match. Because I felt like at any moment, either one of them could win. And so, yeah, it just it made the match that much better. And uh, this was your uh, first time seeing Daichi, I think. So, settle the debate. Is Daichi good or not? <laughs> it's just one match. I mean, I like what I saw from him here, but again... I sometimes think the opponent helps to make you look better than what you are, but I don't I don't think he's that bad. What a coward. She won't make a decision. How am I supposed to after one match? No, I'm going to have her watch that uh, Kohei Sato match sometime and watch one of his boring-ass matches. <laughs> oh, my God, that match is so fucking bad. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that was the semi-main of the show, and finally we get to the um, main event, which was a Big Japan tag team title match. With uh, Daisuke Sakamoto and Kohei Sato defending against uh, Shigehiro Iria and Yuji Okabayashi, who had just won the uh, tag league earlier in about 18 and 55. Ended up watching this one twice, and the first time I was kind of distracted, but the, I still enjoyed it. 
but I wouldn't call it anything crazy. Like I said, I was distracted during it, but because as I was watching this, when Mania got canceled or was all that shit, and so I was looking at the fallout of that during all that, but I ended up rewatching it when she watched it, and I ended up really enjoying it. Being, I it was definitely a great match, but it, I think the zero one tag match was definitely better. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I was gonna say I, the zero one tag obviously was a little bit better to me, but honestly, this was another um good match to check out whenever you watch the show. And uh, before we get into the uh, matches matches of the week, I remember just now that I put out a ask a call for questions. So let me pull them up real quick. So I got two uh, questions. The first came from the uh, Super J Cast Discord. It was from the cool guy. <laughs> and he was asking what my thoughts are on uh, Kaz being the uh, final Wrestle 1 champion. As I said earlier, Wrestle 1 had their uh, big old award show, which doesn't make a tape. Or apparently doesn't make a tape or whatever. But in the main event, uh, Kazayashi <laughs> defeated uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima to win the uh, Wrestle 1 title back for Wrestle 1. And... And the promotion with a Wrestle 1 wrestler actually having the belt. Happy they did that because I would have been fine with Nakajima. Or, no, actually, no. I probably would have been a little bit miffed if uh, Nakajima ended up being the last champ. But I think I've mentioned this on the pod before on a previous episode when I was talking about Wrestle 1 dying. I'm fine with Kaz being the last Wrestle 1 champ. Like, he's been, he was in the president for the past two years or so trying to get the company back on track and give him, giving him a little gold watch reign. I'm fine with, and letting him be the first last person to go. But I still think Ashino should have been the last champion. Like he put this company on his back. He pulled for it so hard. Like this promotion was everything to him. He wanted to take him to the Tokyo dome. And it's like, I think he deserved to be the last champion if anyone was going to be, but and I was holding out hope maybe they do like a title match at in April in the last show where he could pick up the win, but it seems like this is going to be like an eight-man or something with them. So for better or worse, Kaz is going to be the final champion, and it could be worse champions, but I still think Ashina should have been it. You probably don't have any opinions on this. No, not, not really. <laughs> You're the main person that watches this, so. <laughs> or watched. Yeah, watch. <laughs> and then the uh, next question came from Dylan Fox from the uh, Eastern Lariat podcast at Dylan Zero Sky. He asked, of the young guys in Big Japan right now, who do you see the biggest upside for? Imamura is in from, is in from Noah. There's Kato, Hyoto from Big Japan, and also Ishikawa, who's young and but also put in the death deathmatch division. There's more. Whoever you'd like to choose, it's fine. Um, of guys currently like working in Big Japan, I'd say Imamura is probably the guy with the most upside. Like I've loved his stuff in uh, Noah, despite being in Congo, and basically they don't know how to book Congo. But either way, his matches are awesome. So I can't. He's he definitely has an upside. I think Kato is really good, but it's like. I, it's hard to get excited about these big Japan lower card guys because it's like they never put anyone over in the end. Like Takuya Nomura is still waiting to actually get anything meaningful, which is a, a shame. I don't really have a much of an opinion on Hyoto, but Ishikawa, like he's 
turn it into a great deathmatch wrestler. They definitely have something with him down the road. You probably don't have any opinions or anything, but. Let me watch a couple more shows and then I could probably answer this one. <laughs> well, I think the only guy you really saw from what we saw or what I what you uh, watched was Imamura. Do you have like any opinions on Imamura? Shaking her head no, so I'll take that as a no. <laughs> but I don't know. One show's not enough. But uh those are all the questions we had for this week. If you want to ask any questions, you can join the Super Jake cast discord i have a channel in there for the podcast you can ask questions there or when i call out for questions on twitter you can reply and ask anything you want i usually try and uh post what we're going to record about beforehand but you can really ask us about anything that's happening in wrestling at that point so and we'll give you our, some opinions on it i guess but finally um for now uh let's get into the matches of the week Again, I didn't ask Caitlin for what her question, what her matches of the week were, but I think we were kind of in line. And plus, I watched some shit she didn't watch. So, uh, first match was uh, Aramis versus Latigo, or Arami. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. I think it's Arami. Arami versus Latigo in March, March second, twenty twenty twenty, in a lucha memes. It was a really fun match. I love Latigo especially. Uh, Kota Sakafuda and Yasufumi Nakanoe versus Kosuke Sato and Takuya Nomura from the February 27th Big Japan show. Abdullah Kobayashi, Sami Kodaka, and Kankuro Hoshino versus Masaya Takahashi, Yuji Ito, and Toshiyuki Suguda from the also the same show from Big Japan. Yuji Okabashi versus Takuho Kato from the same show. Takashi Sasaki versus Yushi, Yuki Ishikawa from the same show. I just realized I didn't put the Drew Parker match on here. I meant to put that um, uh, Yuko Miyamoto versus Drew Parker from that Big Japan show. From the uh, Zero One show, Masada Tanaka and Takashi Sugiura versus Daisuke Sakamoto and Yuji Okabayashi. Yuji Hino versus Kohei Sato. From the uh, Just Hop Out show that just hit Nico Pro not too long ago. From the uh, February 12th, Takamichinoko versus Kanon. Kanon is really impressive. Like He's probably my favorite of the... Uh, just up out crew that Tuck has been training other than Micah. Micah is the goat. <laughs> but uh, speaking of her, uh, also in that same February 12th show, uh, Tomoka Inaba versus Micah. Then from the DUT show we talked about on the 11th, Harshima versus Shinya Aoki. The blast, current blast death match between Atsushi Onida, Chris Brooks, Dancho Godino, and Mao versus. Konosuke Takashida, Shuno Katsumata, and Yuki Ino, and Yuki Onaya. And then, as I said, uh, from the top of the episode, I've been uh, watching some older stuff since I have time to, now that I'm working from home. Some matches I want to shout out. Uh, Tiger Mats vs. Dynamite Kid from August 5th, 1982. Misawa and Akiyama versus Shinzaki and Hayabusa from November 27th, 1997. Kenta Kobashi vs. Samoa Joe from October 1st, 2005. Liger vs. Naoki Sano from... January 31st, 1990. Uh, Toyota and Hokuto versus Yamada and Inoue from the All Japan Women's Tag League from 1993. Guess we gotta figure out what we're gonna be talking about next week. We'll be talking about the DT Corkin. I'm assuming it's assuming it's still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they're having a show on the 22nd also, but it seems like um, 
the 22nd show won't be on VOD release until uh, the 25th. So that should still line up next week, I think. Maybe not. It'll be right after God we record. So we'll at least talk about that <laughs> DDT. Mind. We'll at least talk about that DDT Corkin. And I'll see what I can come up with. There's some like ice ribbon that's made tape. Diana. Or don't say Diana. Diana. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, God, no. Um, I don't know. There's stuff we'll watch. We'll let you know on Twitter. But if you want to know what the, at least for the DDT sh- show we're going to talk about next week, if you want to know the card, I'll leave it to you. Um, it looks like for an exhibition match, we're going to have Higuchi against Jordan Healy. So that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, Jordan's the uh, new rookie. I think this is his debut. Mm-hmm. Um, in Hideki Okatani's debut match, it's going to be Shuma and Hideki Okatani going against Naomi and Kago. So that'll be pretty pretty interesting. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I love Kago in these uh, opener matches. And I just realized when he said it was an exhibition match that this isn't his official debut for Jordan Healy. Mm. That is still at the Osaka uh, show in April. Um, looks like we're getting an Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship delayed entry battle royale. So, of course, you have the champion, Owashi, and he will be facing Dino, Masahiro Takanashi, Antonio Honda, Kazuki Hirata, Mizuki Watase, Yukio Naya, and Hiroshi Yamato. These heavy metalweight uh, battle royals are always fun time, so it's definitely going to be one to check out. I'd say I'm sad because I'm used to Saki being in these, and I really would want to see her in that, but uh, she's on the show anyway, so, and I'm excited for that match. Uh, let's see. Next match after that is an eight-man tag with Shima, Soma Takao, Mad Polly, L. Lindemann, going against Shinya Aoki, Mao, Mike Bailey, and Makoto Oishi. Uh, let's see. Another match is a six-man tag. It's Harashima, uh, Marafuji, and Yuki Ueno against Akito, Yuki Ino, and Royce Chambers. Hey, it's going to be great to see uh, Marafuji back in uh, DC for a minute to represent Disaster Box for like the second time, I think. I was going to say, I didn't even know he was going to be on this show until I just read this. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been announced for a little bit, oh. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I think they announced the the uh I think they announced the card earlier with him on it and I think they might have shoveled some things up but not a whole lot. Oh, and here comes here comes probably one of my uh most anticipated matches. It's what they're calling the Business Alliance versus Eruption. So you're having uh Tetsuya Endo, T Hawk, and Nobu against Higuchi, Yukio, Sakaguchi, and Saki Akai. Any comment on that one? I don't know who to cheer for in this one. (laughs) Eruption's amazing, and I love the Business Alliance. (laughs) I was going to say, this one's really hard because they pretty much put everyone that I love that's in DDT currently on one match. So I'm like, don't make me choose. (laughs) Uh, And after that, we get into the title matches, starting with the DDT Universal Championship match which will see the challenger Daisuke Sasaki take on the champion Chris Brooks. I so love that the whole reason this match even happened is because Sasaki stole the belts at the, after, right after Chris won it. Sasaki was just in a deep depression because he lost the sword. 
And then obviously we have our main event of the KOD Openweight Championship, which will have the challenger as Konosuke Takashita and Masato Tanaka. I can't wait for this match. It's gonna be awesome. Like I've been I said earlier, Masato Tanaka is like my wrestler of the year right now and gonna continue that with this. I don't know I'm assuming Takashita's gonna win, but I could see Tanaka retaining. I don't know. This one is honestly really tough for me to call because it's like, like you said, Tanaka's definitely has probably been my favorite wrestler this year so far. You know, Takashita's always great, but it's like I can definitely see Takashita winning this just because I want Takashita versus Endo again. But because um, they don't have to like immediately take all the belt off Tanaka because I don't think the... Um, it was like in they're not September. It's in like June or July, Saitama. So they got time to put it on someone else before then. Because I don't think Tanaka's gonna be the one main eventing uh, Super Arena. But I don't know if it's too early to put it on Takashita because I could see him doing it. But I could also just see like Takashita being dealing with the Universal Title shit around that time. So it's like I don't know. We'll see what they do. I'm excited either way, so can't really complain. I was gonna say I think they've um they've really set up. A good matchup here because honestly like you said i have no clue which way they want to go here i really don't as we said we'll uh discuss that show and then i'll dig up some random shit for her to watch and we can talk about some other stuff won't be watching any uh, american wrestling for a little bit really <laughs> i don't know if that's really a bad thing or not but uh that's it for us this week if you want to follow the pod you can do so at one wrestling pod if you want to follow me personally, you can at ASPIR underscore. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can at Ticking Time Boss. But that's it for us now. Thanks for listening. See you next time. See ya.